You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. What's up? So glad you're here. What's happening? It's this is Lindsay my radio voice. And Krista. <laughs> I posted about uh, body acceptance and in my post, I was like, this morning I was eating a muffin with icing. And so and like five people are like, that's called a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not that healed yet. Okay. I'm still healing everyone. <laughs> let me, let me be. <laughs> dude. My, speaking of weird fucking comments, my dentist like commented dude. on one of my posts and was like, your teeth look better or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently got my veneers replaced and he's like, yes, your teeth look better. And I was just like, Yo, okay, my, my you need to sign an NDA. Honestly, <laughs> my dentist, I was, I was talking about this the other day. I think, I don't know if I told you. So I was on my Explore page and I was, I had a moment and I was like, and I was looking at my Explore page. And what I find fascinating about your Explore page is every single person is by standard attractive, like in quotes, there's not a single person that is not like a blogger, influencer, or a IG model, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it always just blows my mind to look at my explore page because I'm like, this is like very bizarre. But there was, and so I was looking and there's this girl that was actually butt ass naked in the shower, like with her <laughs> butt towards the camera and like half of her nipple. And I was like, how is this legal? So I clicked her page as you do, fell for the <laughs> trap. And I clicked her page and the number one like was my dentist. Oh. Yes. So he was like the person that liked it. And then I went to her page, had liked every one of her photos. See, this is what's freaky about. Unwell. I like think I might tell him next time I'm in the office. Just be like, hey man, you know, freedom of likes, but also people might see that and might be a little totally. thinking about it. Totally. I want to say, yeah. It, this is the thing too. That generation kind of doesn't understand that people see everything. And I think that our generation of guys is a little more aware that like, hey, just look, but don't, don't touch the screen and like it. Yeah. It's like when your aunt like comments and it's like, dear Lindsay. Yes. My dad, every text, <laughs> dear Krista. And you're like, the world can see this. This is not a private email. Yes. Or every Facebook. It's like, dear, dear, whatever. Holy moly. Yeah. But it made me a little, but it's, it made me a little uncomfortable. I was like, oh man, I'm kind of. I walk into my dentist's office and there's a screen of rotating pictures on a digital screen. Oh no. It's hilarious I, I love the ladies in his office by the way if, if they love, listen they, they're so damn sweet I love my girls too there but I'm like do I need to save you uh-huh <laughs> I love my I, he's dope we were like we're I feel like we're close where I could tell him the truth but mm -hmm. because it's really just like hey man FYI yeah <laughs> people can see when you like also things. like dude you have like a wife and kids yeah oh yeah do you know yeah 
It's like, also that girl's like 19. Dude. How is that not being censored? Dude, I don't know. But good for her. Good for her. Honestly, <laughs> good for her, whatever. Do your thing. Get those likes from, from the, our friendly neighborhood dentist. Pervy dentist. Oh, shit. Thursdays, if you guys don't know, it's just Krista and I. Or a solo up. So thanks for joining us. We tried to mix it up. It's a shorter episode, punchier, a little bit more personal. Excited today because we're going to do an ask Krista and Lindsay. Yeah, an AMA. An AMA. What does AMA say? Ask me anything. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't know that LDR, LRDR, too, or what's <clears throat> L, too long didn't read. TLDR, too long didn't read. I didn't know that was. Didn't know that either. I didn't know what I see. Yes. Why am I? I in case you missed it. Yep. For since like last month. Yeah. I thought it was Someone like. Someone on our team was like, should we send an ICYMI email? I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought it was like, I care, I care about you so much or something. Well, I love that. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, Ellie, I love so you. sweet. <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, before we get into the app, we do have our merch out. Wanted to merch let you know. Amazing. It's super fire. Everyone is loving it. Not only is it the softest, most comfortable uh, apparel I've ever had, but it's conscious, it's eco-friendly, it's sustainable. Designed by Danny of Daisy LA. It was just a blast. Yeah, it's so... And I love too that it's like almost 30, but not. Yeah. You know, like the We Out Here is like a beautiful, like mod design. The Honestly one, not alone. It's like, it's just dope. So yeah, shop almost 30 for all the apparel needs. Yeah. And, oh, I wanted to shout out actually related to um, merch is that our packaging is eco-friendly. Oh, yeah. So no issue is incredible. That was a, such a good find for anyone that does, you know, sending anything, apparel, whatever. If anyone has a small business, highly recommend no issue. Yeah. They're super dope. We actually have a, um, a discount code just in case you need it. It's no issue X almost 30 for 10% off. They do custom packaging as well. So all eco-friendly, uh, compostable. Yeah. And we were able to customize it. Yeah. So it was like really dope paper on the inside and everything. It was just awesome. Thanks, No Issue. Thanks, everyone. You're the best. We pulled the community or asked the community for questions. We also asked our team. So uh, they they're, ran- they're like, can we get days off? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll address it. Yeah, they're like, we want raises. <laughs> <laughs> we have general questions, some fun ones, some relationship ones. So, uh, yeah, you ready? Yeah, let's get let's get into it. We just looked over them, mm-hmm. and I had a moment with with some of them of how how deep I want to go. But hey, as always, we'll be as honest as we can, as honest as possible. Um, I loved this one. So because we always encourage our community to be very open to changing their minds. I mean, after all, we're like all evolving quite rapidly. So, what is one thing you completely changed your mind about? I think I change my mind every day about everything. And I think this year has been the biggest changing my mind about every single thing in my reality. And so from a small level, I, it's crazy. Like work. Okay. So like from a very surface level, working out, don't work out. I like I used to used to work out all the time. Don't work out really. And then eating used to be very, very strict vegan for 
I was vegetarian for like 10 years, vegan for a certain amount of years. And now I'm like more flexible about it. So change my mind about the dogma of that. Also drinking. I didn't drink for like six years. I had a glass of wine last night. Mm-hmm. I have like maybe wine once every few months. But so just releasing any dogma around a lot of those things, I've really changed my mind about that. And I've really changed my mind about the attachment to changing others and like feeling like I have the right to tell anyone else what to do with their life or their path or their soul. And that would be like, you know, related to the dogma around being vegan, for an example, you know, feeling like I was so socially just in my belief of, of the benefits of being vegan or the the impact that being vegan is, or even with drinking, you know, that my path of understanding and believing that alcohol is really like a depressant in so many ways, even spiritually. Also too, it's just like, it's not everyone's, not everyone's path is everyone's path. Not everyone can have a say on what anyone else's journey is. Like you don't know what that person's soul is here to learn. You don't like, all you can do is focus on your own soul's path and journey and not so much focus on trying to make every single person believe what you believe or be passionate about what you're passionate about, or just do everything the way that you would want it to be done. And that like releasing that and really just like allowing more freedom of expression for everyone and more grace for everyone has been huge. Like I think as you get older, you probably get that. But I think with the way in which we've seen everything become so charged, it's like, I, you know, taking a step back, I'm like, whoa, like what is the purpose here? If there's creation of more duality. And then it was also learning about law of one and unity consciousness and like knowing that we are all one. When I look at that and it's that applicability to the division that we see in so many different areas, it's like, oh, this doesn't match to unity consciousness, to the belief that we are all one, to law of one, Mm -hmm. you know, that the divine is in everything. And so I think that has helped me move through that. But yeah, I mean, I change my mind every day. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think I've changed my mind about like where I place my trust. And it's been really nice because I think I spent most of my life really looking to others to trust them about like what I was doing in my life. So it's like parents and a lot of people experience this where you like depend on your parents or you depend on your teachers, et cetera, big sisters, brothers, whatever. But like, I think especially now just kind of deconstructing especially like the media Mm -hmm. and like more and other things and just deconstructing like what I, I can trust and actually returning back to myself and knowing that like, Oh yeah. When I felt like that was a little off or that didn't make sense, that was right. So I can trust myself. Right. Like, so it's really coming back to, to, you know, trusting my own intuition, my own instincts and just questioning. You know, I, I never, I didn't grow up questioning a lot of things. I just kind of took, you know, what authority said as true. Mm -hmm. And so it's literally, I was the opposite. Yeah. So it's been like, (laughs) which is exhausting. Yeah. I think both are exhausting because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like taking away from my own autonomy. And so I'm left just needing and like yearning to be told like what is true instead of really standing in what I believe is true. So I think both can definitely be exhausting and just becoming more tune in tune with like 
hidden agendas. Yeah. So whether it is the media mm-hmm. or individuals, I think it just helps to, yeah, I think just establish more of like my sovereignty and it could be really frustrating at times because I'm like, what the fuck is real? What the fuck is right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what what is true? I do trust too that like, especially this time on earth is just so purposeful and mm-hmm. what is happening, you know, will actually change all of these kind of cryptic hidden agendas mm-hmm. that like none of us have really uh, none of us <laughs> totally <laughs> none of us have have realized or a lot yeah. of us haven't realized yeah. who aren't you know necessarily doing all this research that also um, too you know when you trust yourself it's like that's the whole thing again with like focusing on your own truth and trust because even as you start to realize that we can't trust certain things whether it's mm-hmm. um you know, the government or whether it's the media or whatever, you know, the financial system, whatever. It's like, you can still not trust them, but be okay. Yes. And that's really, that's really the whole thing is when everyone wakes up, you know, when people wake up, usually there's this like wave of like paranoia, there's fear, Mm -hmm. there's so much uh, that's happening because, you know, you're breaking these paradigms down in your head, but it's like always comes back to when you focus on you, when you know, you can always trust you, you always can trust like, that's how you know you're okay. Rather than being like, oh my God, I can't trust them. I'm not okay. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think there was a time in which I felt that. And then there is just kind of this detachment yeah, from, from that. I think personally too, like within relationship, like I never, I never thought that I could kind of show all parts of me so Mm. like kind of like the feel that the parts of me that were in process and not necessarily perfect which is a lot of me and still be loved so it's been really nice to kind of change my mind about that and actually like feel kind of broken at times and still feel even more loved and Mm -hmm. be like oh my god okay I'm not going to, it literally feels sometimes, I'm sure you felt it where you're like, are they going to leave me? Mm -hmm. Like, am I, is this it? Like, you know, and so to have that over and over again confirmed is is really nice. That, I mean, coming broken though, is that like divine feminine, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that beautiful, vulnerable, open-hearted divine feminine, you know, of honesty and like integrity and just truth Mm -hmm. and it's so powerful because for the most part it's actually very attractive to people it's actually very attractive to men Mm -hmm. if you know you are in a male female relationship or if you are with someone that's more of the masculine it's very attractive for the masculine when you're in that feeling of being broken but it's just truth yeah and they can provide kind of that structure yep of sorts for you to kind of like lay into. Yeah. I feel that. But yeah, I think similarly to you, like just changing my mind about my body and like how I can just be so much more gentle and not have to do all the workouts, not have to watch what I eat as much and just be really like forgiving. Yeah, I think like at a certain point, I just felt like that, you know, good, bad, reward or punishment and so it's been just really nice to be much more relaxed yes and I think like our bodies just really appreciate that I think too I also changed my mind about therapy oh my god totally yeah last year I was like oh my god they're gonna brainwash me and then they're gonna <laughs> remember you when make you said me that. like you guys I'm an absolute psychopath that's how bad my trust issues are I'm like oh they're gonna brainwash me and they're gonna make me like I think you said freaking. like, I'm afraid that, or like, I don't want them to like tell 
people like my person or something like that, oh. like the trust around that. No, I don't think that it's really, I feel like they're going to brainwash me or impact the way I think mm, mm-hmm, too much mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it wouldn't be my opinion. Yeah. You know, cause when you're very vulnerable in process and someone is like inserting their opinion about something, but that's, yeah, it's so interesting in therapy because that can happen, totally. but you almost have to say in the moment, like, I don't believe that. Yeah. And then that's the work where you yeah. can just, you know, yeah. because I've had moments in therapy where I've been t- almost just like, okay, you're telling me the truth. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And st- when in my gut, I was like, I don't know if that's true. Totally agree. So I learned because sometimes she would feel that. She's like, do you actually believe that's true? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. Mm-mm. You know, so totally. it's like that's a part of the work too. So now being <laughs> someone that is a fan, mm-hmm. Christina Weiss, Palace Verdes. Yeah, that's also, I also changed my mind about that. Yeah, it's been a, what a year. <laughs> I know, honestly. <laughs> Catch us next, next year. <laughs> I am not the same. We'll let you know. <laughs> I am not the same. So we started out with a hard, hard hitting one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Keeping it cool. Uh, and I was like, what's your favorite color? Truly. Yeah. Should we, <laughs> should we bounce to a fun one? Yes. What's your most embarrassing fashion choice or trend that you participated in? God, so many. I was thinking about the other day how I used to wear true, only true religion jeans because Jessica Simpson wore them. And then low I rise. used to wear low rise, like my butthole hanging out (laughs) i would say probably this is fucked up probably eighth grade when i'd have my actual thong hanging out of my pants on purpose oh that was cool that's so disgusting (laughs) that's so nasty but you saw we saw that in in music videos yes think about it true i feel like britney had it yes it was like they wore it on their hips like their thongs were on their hips and then they had the low rise jeans yeah that was really bad i had those mini poof I had that poof you guys had a poof Tell god me. I would like poof all day with my hair I was thinking about the other day I never had this but when people had the feather in their hair oh never did that is that cultural appropriate? yeah <laughs> honestly people absolutely. used to do crazy stuff absolutely yeah you know just yeah I would say that or the tan my tan I, oh I used to have a smoky eye almost every time I went out oh really yes <laughs> I remember one time my friend was like, God, you're so beautiful without makeup on. And it wasn't like because she was saying I was beautiful without makeup on. It was like, you're terrifying with as much makeup <laughs> as you wear. <laughs> I remember getting this palette and there was like a kind of like a black shadow. And I just went, I'm, I was like blonde hair, yeah, blue eyed, like I'd be wearing black, wear black eyeliner. shadow. Yes. <laughs> black eyeliner. And I was like, why does this look so bad? Remember the frosty brow bone yes. highlighter? It was like white or white <laughs> eyeliner. Oh, I love. I was laughing the other day. Who was I? I was talking to Letitia. We were in the car. We were laughing about dude wearing like fucking skinny jeans with heels and like a a New York and Company blouse. Dude, why was there like going out gear like business casual? People would be at New York with with the the pointy pointy toe. People would be in Banana Republic, New York and Company, like sometimes Antiller Loft, J Crew. Like everything was so like business casual <laughs> it's so weird it's so people weird. would wear like a blouse and like a blazer sometimes yeah i mean that that pointy toe shoe my toes trend, are still messed up from still it. mess that's why like i think so many of our friends have like bunions now honestly just crunching i broke my foot in oh, high yeah, school I remember that from run, running to the Where bus stop in pointy toe shoes <laughs> 
hold on. I would miss hold the on, bus please. every Running day. Running to the bus stop. Running to the bus in stop. In pointy toe heels. In pointy toe heels. BCBG pointy so toe you're heels. still on the bus. From Marshall, <laughs> still on the bus. In a pencil skirt. Broke my foot. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> Iconic. I used to, oh man. I, I just remember so vividly like putting all of my attention and focus on planning one outfit for like an event because I couldn't go out. That, like I didn't go out that much mm-hmm. and I couldn't do a lot of things. <laughs> my parents are very strict. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was sneaking out for, or I was sneaking around for New Year's Eve, but I was like, I, I'm going to see this boy that I like. I have to get like the coolest outfit of all time. Of course. So I got this pink button down shirt from Express. Yes. And then this pink puffy vest to go over it. Of course. And then to show off your body. (laughs) (laughs) And then then bell bottom, bell bottom jeans that were like low rise. And like, I, I think, no, I didn't. Yeah. I tucked in the shirt and had like a, like a cool belt. I mean, like the most awkward tomboy mismatch look of all time. Walking into the party, all the girls were a hundred times quote unquote cooler than me wearing like tiny crop top tank tops with like low rise jeans. I'm walking in like I just came from fucking Home Depot. I'm wondering why (laughs) he doesn't want to like hang with me all night. He was um, like, are you hot? But I was so excited. I was like, this is it. Express this was is a vibe. the outfit. Express was a vibe. I remember this guy one time, I was like dating this guy. I don't even know. And he came to my house and he like was driving there and I was waiting in the window wearing a tiny BCBG crop top and like low rise jeans. And I remember waiting in the window for like 30 minutes. It was so ready in this outfit, like practicing sucking in. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are like what the fuck <laughs> they're like get How a life how many awkward weird com- or situations did you find yourself in where you're like somewhere for way too long or you're like yes. hiding somewhere or 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 not breathing somewhere yes. you know what I mean where you're your sense of reality is so warped it's just yeah it's disgusting it's so weird. like it's like get a hobby get a hobby, get a hobby dude <laughs> all right Fuck. Do you have anyone you follow on social media that you secretly think is your best friend? Yeah, Nathan Strange Planet. Oh my God. Nathan Pyle. I think we might become friends with them. Yeah, but th- <laughs> his wife is my, mm-hmm. my friend on social. We're, so we're friends. She's so sweet. She's the best. And they got a kitten and we message. So Nathan Strange Planet. And then who else? I love, um, we're, we're not friends, but I love Celeste Barber. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh my God. She's so fucking funny. She, she basically takes like editorial photos or videos of these insane models or she's done stuff with like Kim K and she reenacts them. I'm obsessed with that. And it's unbelievable. So I love say Heather McMahon is a homie. Yeah, for sure. She's the best. For sure. Yeah. If you guys don't follow Heather, that is Tezza. Tezza's the homie. Oh my God. But she, we met her and she's I stalk her basically hard. our friend. Yeah, she's fucking iconic. Fucking Russell Brand. Mm-hmm. My favorite. I don't know. Yeah, Bird's Papaya, who we're going to have on, mm-hmm. is dope as hell. All, all of them are kind of our friends. I know. We make them. We make them our friends, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> what? Oh, do you have any 
embarrassing moments that you remember from when we first started the pod? I was laughing about this just two days ago. If it's the same as mine, I'll fall over. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think it will be. Yeah. So I'm laughing about, so I, I was in our old apartment, which was like the size of a room and oh, yeah. you came over and I was like, Hey, on Twitter, this person said that they shouted us out on their show <laughs> and they tagged us and they're like, Hey, almost 30, I shouted you out on our podcast. And I was like, dope. Like we're finally getting traction. I was like, some people are finally noticing us. So I was like, okay. And you came over and it was me, you and Justin. I was like, are you guys ready? I'm so excited. So I pressed play and it's like, welcome to the Da, da 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 podcast shout out this show shout out this show shout out this sh they shouted out 400 shows 100 like the whole was... podcast was shouting out shows <laughs> it was like shout out to two guys one one cup shout out to like three girls going going <laughs> surfing shout out to wine in in love shout out to like graffiti tales shout out to this and then it was like shout out almost 30 shout out and it was like literally in passing Think about that strategy meeting that they had. Strategy. They're like, all right, so for next episode, we're going to shout out 400 podcasts so that they repost our podcast. And I think it's going to take us to the top. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Because it got us. And we were crying. Oh my God. We were crying because I was like, oh my God, finally, like, whoa, someone's listening. And they didn't even, they didn't even listen. It was like one of a hundred things. I swear they just went down to a podcast. It was, dude, it was like a bunch of dudes. A bunch of dudes. And they said, it, oh my God. So that was like probably one of them, I would say. <laughs> one of mine is when we, so one of our first events in person was a soul cycle ride. And I, oh! <laughs> and I created. Oh my God, I want to puke. I was really proud of this. I actually wish I could play it on the podcast. Oh my God. I created I'm squirming. So basically at Soul Cycle, the opening song, usually a slow jog, is just like gets people in the mood. And I was like, oh, you know what would be really cool? If I do a slow jog beat and then I lay over clips from our shows that we've done, which were about <laughs> 10 shows. <laughs> so <laughs> picture this dark room, candle it. Krista and I are riding the bikes on the podium, full room of people. And the beat comes in and then it's, it's basically like, <laughs> do you remember any of the lines? It's so weird. I'm too sensitive now where I can't be like uncomfortable. Oh, you're going to puke. I'm going to puke. Uh, Continue. <laughs> yes. It was like me talking about the tanning thing, it, but it was eight minutes. <laughs> It, you guys, it was like, so we first started the first quote and everyone's like, yeah, awesome. They're like, we love this concept, like bringing the show to the bike, whatever. And then the quotes went on. And then after three minutes, the quotes went on. And then we're both looking at everyone who's also looking at us, hearing quotes about us on our show for about eight minutes. It was like so awkward. I'm pretty sure like after the ride and after everything was done, I was like, how'd you like that opening jock? <laughs> <That's so laughs> Dude, we were, we were laughing then. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Dude, we were laughing then because, it, and it was just like, so like fucking self-serving, but so we didn't even realize it. Oh, <clears throat> but we hadn't had many guests. Zero guests. I, well, we, we might've had a few, like maybe Kelly was included yeah. in that or something. Kelly Lebeck, who's been on the show like three times. But like, <laughs> Dude, so, so fucking puke. Oh shoot! Okay, relationship questions. Okay. I'll round it out. What are you most attracted to about Justin? 
Oh man, we're fighting all the time, so it's actually <laughs> fucking hard to think about. That's really hard. Yeah, it is actually. You're like, oh, what? What do you mean attracted to? Um, I'm just just kidding, uh, sort of. So I think you know what I've always been attracted to about Justin is he's just like a golden heart. Mm-hmm. Like he is like a fucking heart of gold, mm-hmm. like a heart of gold, like the kindest, sweetest person like he's such a good judge of character and of what's right and what's wrong when he's in his in his power Mm -hmm. (laughs) when he Mm -hmm. when he's in his power and he's in his his best he is like the number one gauge of like what is right and what is wrong and just like yeah he's just such a morally good person Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's it i love that Um, and he's super tall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's your type let's your type tall well tall honestly um, well tall has a good hairline honestly and then it's like it's fucking bald and like five, five. <laughs> we were laughing me and Lindsay were laughing because every girl it's like the number one thing is tall tall for some reason I dated so many short guys not by like I yeah. said tall too and I would just like that's it everyone you know, yeah. I don't I'm think like, I oh, have. I kind of like this short guy's confidence. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Totally. You're you know like, what I mean, tall is cool, short is swaggy. There are some short guys that have a hundred insane confidence, and I'm like, yes, this would be fun. Actually, the most swaggy person I've dated was like Justin Swaggy in his own way, but mm-hmm. at five eight was like the swag, the out, outwardly swaggiest. It's interesting. Yeah, hundred percent. And I always felt like at the bar, guys that were my height liked me the most, and the tall guys liked really short girls. Because they want to continue yeah. to perpetuate their like fucking tall <laughs> complex. <laughs> Y'all fucked up. Oh man. Favorite thing about Sean? I I think I'm most attracted to like his his like drive is insane. Yeah, this and it's like you know at at, at some points I'm like. Hey, there needs to be some balance, but I really see how like 360 his drive approaches. It's Mm -hmm. not just like go make money, do, do, do work, work, work. It's like the focus on relationships and like bringing people up with him, like other like black professionals at goal, you know, just like this full awareness of like how his drive also affects other people. And like just by osmosis and like being close together for the last couple months, it's really helped me to look at like my own drive, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to be different. We're very different people, but it's just kind of like sparked something in me. So I like that. And I like that he's very honest with me about a lot of things, you know, and it's, and sometimes it's hard to hear, but I got like a piercing presence. Like he's so present. Yes. So present and, and very he remembers everything. Yes, because he's so present. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really cool. It's like teaching it's teaching me to like I can be present, but I think that my emotions can kind of like wiggle their way in and get me out of the moment. So yeah, it's been yeah, I just love I love that about him. Yeah. It almost would be like a story would wiggle you out. Mm-hmm. Emotions would put you in. Mm. You know. Yeah, I guess like my my thought around that is like the emotion, yeah, the emotions around a story. Yeah. So totally. just kind of like over, yes. but yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. 
Okay, y'all. Last question. You want to pick it? Yeah, I would. I would love to. Oh, you would love. To? Okay. Why are you so amazing? Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, this is quite a list, y'all. I like this one. What's some insecurity that people may not know about you? Mm. I mean, Jesus Christ! You, you guys already have up. my fucking everything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Insecurity about me. These are like this is like shadow work stuff they work on in therapy. Mm-hmm. What would yours be? I think one I'm always working on is trusting myself. Like, yeah. I, and I just think it comes up in like these really like embarrassing ways, especially like within a romantic relationship. I think like he's so accepting and like loves me no, no matter what. But yeah. I'm just like, dude, uh, like, can I just like in every moment just like trust how I feel, trust what I'm doing? So yeah, that's something that I I definitely am constantly working on and am like insecure about. I think what part of like what I think I will bring to the world, like related to my music, there's, I, I believe in it so much, but there's an insecurity around sharing Mm -hmm. that like I'm working with Mm -hmm. because I don't think, I don't think it's been done a lot or I don't think that it's mainstream. And so like, it's just something yeah I'm working with mm-hmm. be cool to get more expanders in the music space around you yeah I have you know I have a list yeah because yeah, it's like yeah. it's not done in our mm-hmm. community totally so it'd be good to have more people that are doing that mm-hmm. you know as like a, a reminder what am I insecure about what have I been working with lately as far as my shadow work I think I just have a general insecurity about how vulnerable I can get with people. And I actually, I'm very vulnerable on the show, but I think there's a difference between vulnerability when you're doing it to people that are not in front of you. And then there are when people are in front of you. For sure. So I think there's a general insecurity of true vulnerability with people that I'm intimately close with, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, basically I'm performatively vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm very vulnerable with y'all, but well, I think there's lots of parts of me that I've never been able to be really vulnerable with people that I'm intimate with. Yeah, and especially, I mean, we're not like sitting with our audience every day. It's I know. like when you're with people that you spend a lot of time with and you care a lot about. Yeah, it's like the stakes are higher. And you just pray too that like they can hold that. Yeah. You know, I think 100%. that's what's sometimes hard is that, the risk in being vulnerable, I don't know the Brene Brown quote, but the risk in being vulnerable is like that that person who is is witnessing or holding space will not be able to do so in a way that makes you feel like I can be vulnerable again. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's like, a risk. It's, it's such a risk. Every time. Yeah, it's such a risk. And I've been burned. <laughs> <laughs> I've truly been burned, especially especially this year. Yeah. Anyways. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, this was so much fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we love hanging with you. We love that you guys sent us these questions. We love you. This has been so much fun. And I know that there's a lot happening this year. You know, yeah. we're going through it. And I know you guys are going through it. So just sending you so much love today. Yeah. And maybe this is something that you could do with friends or someone that you're close to, whether it's over Zoom or phone call or you see them in person. It's kind of nice to ask questions that you don't normally ask, even if it's like a little weird and awkward. You're like, we're going to play a game. But 
it really starts meaningful conversations, I think. So yeah, feel free. This is the Almost 30 board game coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you can get our merch shop, almost30.com. We have uh, more digital workshops in the shop as well and live ones coming up. So you can visit shopalmost30.com and then almost 30 Com. Yeah, we have um, workshops like human design, energy healing, quitting anxiety. We have intuition, sexuality. There's so many dope workshops from people like Jenna Zoe, Milana Snow, etc. So check those out at the shop page and you can buy them to enjoy whatever. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you love it, it would mean the world to us. If you took a moment and reviewed on Apple Podcasts, it means the world. Um, even if it's just a few sentences, we read every single one of them and appreciate your support. Yes, we love you so much. We will see you soon every Tuesday, Thursday. Love you. Love you. Bye.